Okay, this week's shir, we're going to discuss Paraduma. Why did the Torah decide to make a chayk out of it? That there should absolutely be no reason for it. What's the reason for making no reason? And then also, it is brought down in Sfarim, a reason, although brought down Shleimah HaMelech, tried to find out the reason for Paraduma. He saw he wasn't able to. So who are we to say that we're going to know the reason for it? Obviously, we don't really know. But the Sfarim Dariza does bring some sort of reason for it. So we're just going to say over things that I already said in the Sfarim. First thing, we learn that Derech Musa says <coughs> that in the Torah, Zayis Chukasa Torah, right? That this mitzvah of Paraduma is absolute chayk. Chayk means that we have no understanding for it. If you take the word chayk and you turn it around, it becomes kach, take it, which means you take it. You don't have to know the reason, but because the Torah told you you have to do it, that's the reason we do it. You do not have to understand why. <clears throat> Most of the other mitzvahs really also don't know the reason why. But this one, the Torah told us specifically why. That you do not know why. Therefore, since you are even Hashem <coughs> in its greatest simplicity, therefore, you're to do this mitzvah. Since today, of course, we have no mitzvah. So we learn about the mitzvah of Paraduma. And then we landed in the Torah twice a year, once by the Parsha and once Parsha's Para. So, just to understand a little bit, first of all, we know that a carbon is considered kaifer nefesh. What is pshat a carbon? Carbon means karban. Karev. Come close. How do you become close? That you sacrifice something. You bring a carbon, it's nefesh tachas nefesh. So you're sacrificing something from yourself in order that that should become a kapara for you. We know that in Kisisa, Parsha starts off with machetzis shagel, and the Torah calls it kaifin nefesh. So we know this kaifer here and kaifin Parsha's para aduma. So they're both referring to the same thing that we should have a kapara, and it's a kapara for the nefesh. So therefore, there's a direct correlation between Pashas Kisisa and Pashas Kukas. Now comes really the next question. First of all, I mean, today they equal the same thing because money, if I would bring a carbon, I can't bring a carbon. Let's say I would have to buy a paraduma, so it would cost me a few thousand dollars. So I'll give that for stock and I'll be a to the mitzvah, paraduma. Because since we don't have a carbon, we don't have a base of English anyhow, so we can do that. But over here is a little more a little more complicated. So I want to go a little bit more into the detail. What is para aduma? Why is it called para? So I'm going to tell you over in Arizal, which is pretty much off your side. But it's very understandable. <clears throat> so it's easy to, to grasp. We know that there's 22 letters in the Aleph base, 
goes Aleph through Tav. We also know that there are certain letters that are called Sofit, or end the letter, which they consist of a Mem, a Nun, a Tzadi, a Pei, and a Chaf. And it's called, you'll see in Svarim, it's called Manspach. These are the letters that are not included as the regular Aleph base, but these are the end letters. They're written in the Torah. Each one has its own meaning and so forth. But since each of these letters are the last part of each letter, in other words, you have a Tzadi and an ended Tzadi, so it's called the end, or you have a cuff and an end of so they are called end letters. Anything that is coming to an end is, is a reminder of a physical world because physics, anything physical has a beginning and an end and anything ruchni does not necessarily have that. So therefore these are representing din. Anything that's representing din needs a kapara. So these are called it's called in the Torah, it's called Hey Dinim or Hey Gvurais. And the Matzapach represents Hey Gvurais. Now, if you take these five letters that we just mentioned, which is Mem, Nun, Tzadi, Pei, Chav, and you total them up, it equals to 280, which is called Pei Resh, which is known as Pei Resh Dinim. Now, if you add in the five letters themselves, so it spells out para. And if you want to take it more din, it's known that the color red represents din. So we have over here a para, aduma, which is representative of pure din. How do we fix that? <clears throat> As we know that anything that goes down below Madrega, when you bring it back up, it shoots very, very high. Best example is a rubber band. The further down you pull it, the further up it shoots. And you see from Paraduma that in order to reach high, high levels in Ruchnius, you need to have a kapara from the Eifer Paraduma. There's a rush in Chulin, which brings down that why is it that the Amiraim were on a such high, much higher Madrega? In Torah and the generations afterwards, what was the kayak that they had? That they still had the Efer Para Aduma left over from the Beis Hamikdash, and those people who were able to be retired themselves with that Efer were able to reach much, much higher Madregas in Ruchnius. Once that Efer was finished up, of course we have Ga'inim and Rishainim, who on our level is a million miles high, but on the level of, of Amiram, they weren't because they didn't have that Tyra of Efer Paraduma. Of course, the reason for the Paraduma is, and why it's a Para, why Dafka a Para, because inside each of us is called what we have in Nefesh Bahamas, that we have the animal instinct when it comes to eating and when it comes to other tithes. And in order to conquer 
that animal instinct, that nefesh is in us. <coughs> we need to do what's called kaifer nefesh. Kaifer nefesh comes from a carbon, and in this case, since there's a much higher madrega of din, so in order to be mantic that din, in order to sweeten that din, we have to bring it to a level of hamtaka, which is we burn it, we burn it, and <coughs> the afer of that para, when we sprinkle it on people who are tame, tame mace, and they reach the madrega in Tyra, so they're able to reach very, very high madregas in Kedusha, and that comes from reaching low madregas. Part of it also, you see, for a person to reach a hamadrega in Kedusha, it has to be Bederach Hanivas, which would be on a dover that's hidden from the eye. You see, the beginning of Pashas Kisisa, that the reason why Klai Yisrael was told to give a Machsis HaShekel when he was counting them, that there should not be a Magefa, should not be an Ayin Hara, therefore they were told that they should not count the people, but they should only count the Machsis HaShekel. So, the bracha is only falling on something that's hidden from the eye. So, there's different taichin in it. The way the Welt taiches today is that, therefore, if somebody asks you how much money you have, you shouldn't say, because then it'll be revealed, and there may be an ayin hara if a person has more. <clears throat> Other Rishonim learn that once you already counted how much you have, bracha is not shaykh to be chal on it. If you're counting your wheat, once you counted it already, you can't ask for a bracha on it. Before you counted it, you don't know exactly how much, then you can still ask for a bracha. We're talking about Ruchnius over here. What's the Ikka bracha? The Ikka bracha, a person gets his Gashmi? Has Yeah, we need enough for Gashmis to get by, but to have a Rebuy, to have too much, that's not a bracha, that's an Isayan at best, or Klala at worst. But if we take together this ribuy of Tyra, which can come from the Eifah Parah Aduma, which was considered ultimate din, and now we're mamtik that din by burning it and shechting it al Tyrus HaKodesh and making ourselves go in a level of Tyrus HaKodesh, our Ruchnis can reach a madrega of Dova Asumim Ayin. And Dova Asumim Ayin over here means that we are in honor of an older Torah that we get. We can't go around showing it off as to be a bracha that's Hidden from the eye. We don't walk around with the grace of Pels to say, I'm the greatest Talmud Chachem in the world. We walk around there, Hanivas, that's a bracha. That ain't a bracha, Shriya El Aldava, Sumim Ayin. Of course, it's going on a Dover Ruchni. Therefore, I just wanted to say, just to sum up quickly the Pshat, why does a Din Paraduma is to get rid of Anefesh Bahamas and we take it to the ultimate Din, which we said was the Manspach plus the five letters, which is Gematria Para. 285, Mansbach is 280, plus the five ICS is 285. That's the ultimate din. And the fact that it's red, you can't even have two black hairs on it, is showing you there has to be an ultimate din. Mamash a pure din. You have a pure din, you can be metaritin to be a pure kapara. And what do we do with a pure kapara? We can reach huge madregas in Ruchnius, and that'll come, like you see in the beginning of Pashas Kisisa, that's why it comes out Pashas Param, Pashas Kisisa, that if you do, you'll take care of, you'll sweeten the ultimate din, you'll come down and read the bracha to you, and of course, the 
ikabrah and everything, of course, is a ruchnius. Mail we shall be zaycha to have the ultimate bracha in ruchnius.